and several hours later when he realized he had dropped his two-way pager. Okay, 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 let me explain. You must have lost oh, your mind. I you you must kidnap Oprah. You are now tuned into the Antidote Podcast with DJ Graphmatic and Paulie Dance. Subscribe now and please consider leaving us a five-star review. Take the Antidote. Real friends, how many of us? How many of us? How many jealous? Real friends, there's not many of us. We smile at each other, but how many honest? Trust issues, switch up the number. I can't be bothered, I cannot blame you for having an angle, I ain't got no issues, I'm just doing my thing, hope you're doing your thing too, I'm a deadbeat cousin, I hate family reunions, fuck the church up, I drinking at the communion, smelling free wine, now my tux is ruined, in town for a day, what the fuck we doing, who your real friends, we all came from the bottom, I'm always blaming you, but what's sad, you not the problem, damn I forgot to call them, shit I thought it was Thursday, why you wait a week to call my phone in the when was the real friends? Huh? Real friends. I guess I get what I deserved on a word on the streets if they ain't heard from them. Uh, I guess I get what I deserved on a talk down on my name, throw dirt on them. happening world this is dj craftmatic we back in this mug man another week another episode of the antidote podcast you know i gotta have my dog with me at all times you already know who it is that's poly dubs yo what's happening thanks for tuning in make sure you hit, hit that subscribe hit that share hit that comment leave us that five star review on the antidote.com and yeah, uh before we get in the juice of it this is episode 50 Man, this is the 50th episode. I, shit, I didn't even realize it. <laughs> episode 50. And it's also the Antidote's birthday. It was a the Antidote's birthday, yeah. We recorded the first episode. Man, I didn't even realize that. That's it was crazy. one year ago on the 19th that we posted the first episode. That's pretty dope. That so, means we've almost given you... So if this is episode 50, that means we've almost given you 52 episodes, which is one week for every every week of the year. So, I mean... Shit, that means we got content. That means y'all should be listening. Check in with us. A lot you know, of facts Pete. been spoken. A lot of facts. A couple facts. jokes. <laughs> lots of jokes. <laughs> Not even a couple, just lots of jokes. <laughs> Some dope-ass music, though. We, I, I feel like we put a lot of dope-ass shit out to let people know and hear. And yeah, plus all the sure. mixes and everything else, man. I, man. That's what's up, Polly. So happy, happy birthday to the antidote, man. Yeah, happy birthday to the antidote. Appreciate it. Uh, it's just a fun thing to do. Yeah, so. yeah. Appreciate everybody who has listened so far. Uh, please, please share though, and, and let other people hear about it and uh, formulate their own opinions and all that good shit. But I, th- I think, man, we we crushed it in the last year. That's pretty dope. I think so too. I think we've been ahead of the ball on some shit that it's been going down. Uh, speaking some facts that that have later come true and shit. So 
We yeah, we keep... might have to do that. We might have to do like a, a episode 50A or something. <laughs> 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 so we could kind of talk about, you know, our year in review. That'd be kind of dope. Yeah, we could, we could do that next time we do the, the receipts episode. Yeah, receipts. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's what we're going to call it. So y'all heard it here first on episode 50. But anyways, we about to get into this this topic, this episode, this time. A uh, little bit of some more backdropping, a little bit of... Um, uh, just kind of an opinionated uh, take on our side of things. Uh, so we definitely want to hear feedback on this one because this one's going to open a lot of conversation. I was just having a conversation with my wife regarding a lot of this stuff. Um, it, it's pretty dope that uh, that we have this platform, but we, we want to be able to kind of shed light on certain situations and bring them, bring them to the forefront. And one of the most uh, probably buzzing thing that's been happening over the last couple of weeks was obviously, the death of Kobe. We did an episode uh, about three episodes ago, um, you know, kind of going over Kobe Bryant and his legacy. And, and we touched base on pretty much all of it and including part of this legacy that's going to come up. And uh, we decided to talk about this because there was a um, recent, of course, backlash that came uh, across across Twitter and every, everything in the internet and the interwebs. Uh, Gail King, host of the CBS Morning Show, uh, yes. had had a lot of hot takes to say, or at least had a portion that was taken of an interview that she did with Lisa Leslie. Uh, of course, a famed WNBA champion, champion for, for LA as well, for the LA Sparks and WNBA. Um, she actually was talking about Kobe's legacy and kind of what came of that was CBS used just a specific clip f- uh, focusing on the portion of the interview where Gail King brings up uh, Kobe's uh, sexual assault allegations and accusations from back in 2013 or whatever that was. And, um, you know, th- that's kind of the crazy thing is that uh, we, and we wanted to talk about this is because I feel like, and especially for me, this is an important topic for me being a black man. Um, uh, sometimes we do feel like we're a little bit under attack and it's not fairly shared across, uh, <laughs> across all platforms or across all peoples of color. When of course the black man is kind of the, the scapegoat in so many situations, but we have people at the level of, uh, you know, even higher than what we see of a Kobe Bryant or anything like that, who are involved in these same situations, but don't get the same level of uh, media attention, nor do they get the the same level of punishment. So it is it, kind of a sensitive topic, but it's something that needs to be uh, spoken about because I know for me specifically, it did kind of touch a nerve for me, um, me not being a fan too much of Gail King and, and Oprah Winfrey, who we'll get into as well. Um, Paulie, let me just open it up and ask you, you know, you being from the other side and you being my white counterpart, <laughs> my white <laughs> brother, but you but he sees it from kind of in, in a standpoint of, of a person of color as well. You know, his family being, and we've talked about this on the show before, his family being from a different country and he's a, a first generation, um, you know, American, but he's seeing it kind of in the same light that we do as far as this shit is not fair. Um, so l- let me hear your side in the take um, on this whole situation, Paulie. Yeah. So uh, I, one thing, though, when Gail Kings had brought the thing up to Lisa Leslie about Kobe's sexual assault charges, Lisa Leslie slapped back, I, I think, really well, handled, handled herself really well. And, you know, talking about that, you know, that's something the media keeps bringing up. Um, obviously, that was a part of the Kobe Bryant story you know, of his career and, and of his life. And I think that it kind of lends itself to kind of the redemption part of it. Um, I think another kind of similar parallel kind of thing that's come up lately too is Michael Vick, right? So right. They, they came out with the 30 for 30 on Michael Vick, uh, which if you haven't checked that shit out, it's fucking really good. It um, is. And people always talk shit about Michael Vick. Um, but I think... He, he really, Michael Vick did everything he could to redeem himself from that into becoming probably the biggest advocate for dogs that there has been, right? Like yeah, sheds light on that, on the, the whole thing of, of dog fighting, which is obviously horrible. And the things they did to those dogs were horrible. Uh, but he did his time in prison 
He got out, he paid all of his debts off. Like he was $30 million in debt or something like that when he went into prison, paid all his right. debts off and has, has worked with any dog charity possible since he's been out to bring awareness to the issues of dog fighting and, and shit like that. But people still, still really hate Michael Vick. Like they wanted to get him kicked out of the captain's spot. Yeah, for the Pro Bowl. For the Pro Bowl. Uh, when the documentary was out, people was boycotting that shit. And it's like, I, I don't know. I think everyone deserves a second chance. And and they really do deserve a second chance because a lot of people say they about second chances, but never going to give one out. But I truly support it. I think, you know, people aren't necessarily evil. People aren't necessarily good. Like, they right. make good decisions. They make bad decisions. And you got to pay the consequences for the bad decisions that you make one way or another. Um, but I think that, you know, Kobe Bryant doesn't become the the family man that he is if he didn't deal with, with these issues back when, you know, with, with the sexual assault case, I think his life would have been a, a different trajectory. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I think he learned a lesson from, you know, from get, catching those charges and, uh, and all of that. So, yeah, <clears throat> well, even let's talk about, let's go back to Michael Vig real quick before we jump into that. Uh, Cause I, I want to touch on the disparity, just like you said, the fact that he even had jail time. <laughs> um, yes. It, yes. let, we could even look at it to, to that, to that fact where again, it's, it's so disproportionate, uh, um, I can't even speak right. Johnny Redneck doing the same shit. Exactly. There's a guy out there who's doing that even worse, even more so than the next person. And and there's no comparing. It's it's evil either way. It's bad either way. But, um, you know, even in Michael Vick's situation, he was never even caught doing these things. Uh, it was his, it was his cousins, it was his family, but because it was his property that still does fall on to him. And, not only did he, he lost everything, literally lost everything um, from endorsements to getting on a team to all of the above, even getting back into the NFL was almost in, impossible. To waking up in Leavenworth. Right. You know, exactly. And the disparity of it, though, is like, OK, why is it so disproportionate where we're looking at, again, somebody who and we may not see all these stories, but these things happen i'm sure even in celebrities and other celebrities gotten caught up in the same kind of shit and probably didn't have to do any jail time uh several years of jail time at that um and lose everything you know and and the fact of of the matter is and as you said Polly, it's like we're going into the, the guy had 30 million dollars in debt going into jail he paid everything off and he got that second chance but it's very rare that especially even for a person of color, they don't get the second chance or the second opportunity uh, to have these things. And uh, especially with Kobe's situation, he was acquitted of all charges. There was a lot of things in the background. There was a settlement out of court, but she refused to testify against him and he was acquitted of all charges. So technically by law, how we look at the law, and if you're one of these by the book people and these by the book motherfuckers, then you know it doesn't matter you're guilty until proven innocent. Technically he was proven innocent. So you mm-hmm. can't, you can't sit here and say, and, and again, I'm not going to discount anybody who is, you know, hurting from these types of situations or anything like that. And feel as if Kobe Bryant got off, but that was her decision. It wasn't as if there was anything that, that happened outside of it that said she wasn't going to do it. At least not that we've seen. So right. looking at it from that perspective as well, I also see the disparity as far as now coming into 2020, we have the Me Too movement that's been moving very, uh, very heavily over the last few years. Um, There's just that it is a very big disparity between a white male who does the same act versus a black male who does the same act. And we're not even going to just talk about sports. I can name several things. Uh, The the, uh, Central Park Five that just got out of jail. Yep. That whole situation right there in itself is this conversation. I mean, those guys just were awarded $40 million by the city of New York because they were all found guilt, uh, innocent, excuse me, and have been innocent for however many years they were in there. I think they were in jail for almost 30 years. Yeah. They lost their entire lives. They lost their entire families. Their names were dragged through the mud but there was no proof. There was no anything. And 
then the story comes out that they had nothing to do with it in general. And that just shows you the biggest disparity when it comes to this. And the reason why we bring up Gail King is because it's polarized that this, this whole topic again is because again, and I, I don't know how scripted it is or anything like that, but she was obviously came out with a lot of hellfire um, because it was very insensitive to the time as well. There is yeah. a time where there's a family mourning, there's families mourning this man, you know, being gone off of this earth so unexpectedly. Literally, he wasn't even buried in the ground yet. Yeah, it wasn't even in the ground yet. And the first thing that you're bringing up with another legend um, and Lisa Leslie is talking about that. Like, where did, why did, first of all, why did this question even come up? If we're talking about Kobe's legacy, I understand that's a part of his legacy, but why did it need to come up in that specific time? He's not even buried yet. We're talking 17 years removed from the situation. So actually 2003 is when this happened. And we're 17 years removed from the from this situation. And you had all the time in the world to question this or ask these questions way back then. Right. Every Why time, is it coming up now? You know, every time Kobe Bryant talked, and it, you know, Gail King could ask him this question um, when he was here, but she didn't. Um, exactly. And so... You know, the other part of it is there's a, a whole other level. You know, I'm glad you brought up the Me Too movement because these acts by Gail King and Oprah Winfrey, and for those of you that don't know, like, who is Gail King besides the host of the um, CBS morning show or whatever that shit's called? Yeah. I don't ever watch that shit. Me neither. <laughs> but it is called the CBS morning show. <laughs> it is the CBS morning show. Yeah. So Gail King. She's Oprah's like lifetime buddy. Um, yeah, they've been friends since 1976. Okay, so, so really long fucking time. They go back. <laughs> they go way so, back. <laughs> and it's like, uh, so pretty much, you know, she has this TV career because of Oprah. Um, you know, she wouldn't be on the CBS morning show if it wasn't for Oprah because she pretty much joined it like after Oprah went off the air. Right. Uh, pretty much. Oprah's stepmom has alleged that they may be lovers allegedly who knows i mean yeah the, there was tons of rumors going around about that for sure so it don't you know that don't really matter that's not really got anything to do with this story but uh gail's on tv after oprah got off tv and it's just i think it it uh there's a, there's a pattern of behavior that is suspect between gail and oprah and the me too movement and uh, specifically, you know, bringing up this to Kobe's friend while Kobe's friend's mourning and talking about his legacy. You know, you could have just done a segment on the side where you wanted to talk about the the dark side of Kobe Bryant and the case and all of that. You didn't have to ask his friend that's mourning him about it, you know? Right. And I could have been safe for a whole different time. <laughs> yeah. And the other part of it is that this pattern of behavior and... um whether or not whatever you believe uh, the accusations against the men uh, that that Oprah and Gail have been going after, there's just a pattern of, of the type of men that they're going after. So yeah. previous to this, Gail King interviewed R. Kelly last year in the infamous interview where he was crying. Yep. Throwing a fit. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that shit was fucking hilarious. Hilarious. So R. Kelly, um, they Oprah interviewed, she did the um, Surviving Neverland or whatever that HBO shit was called. Yeah. And so, and I actually learned that Gail King actually interviewed the director for that, um, for, for that documentary. Okay. So they're going after Michael Jackson, you know, 15 years after he's put in the ground with this documentary on HBO. Uh, earlier this month, Oprah scrapped her she was doing a documentary about the accusations against Russell Simmons. Yep. She backed out. She backed out uh saying as creative differences. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Fucking somebody lie. somebody told her it wasn't a good look because <laughs> Harvey Weinstein is meanwhile, Harvey Weinstein's on trial in New York. Right. Nobody talking about that shit. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of, so let's, yeah, let's backtrack a little bit. Cause I want to talk about each of those things and, okay. and how even Gail goes into that because yeah. but it, me, outlines Gail, a, it outlines a pattern of behavior absolutely. where they are choosing to go after the black men that are being accused. Um, and I believe Bill Cosby was, was kind of thrown in the mix too. I don't really, yes. 
yeah, Oprah was uh, one of the first to speak out against him. And, and, and let's be clear. We know that Bill Cosby, R. Kelly are definitely guilty of their shit. So we're not condoning any of that <laughs> shit. I want y'all to know that and say that now because I know I can hear it now. Yeah. People are coming back and saying, oh, dude, you guys are fucked up and blah, blah. We understand that. The whole thing is, is that, again, out of all of these situations, why did it have to be black men? Why did right, it have dude. to be those men when there's literally the Epstein situation, the Weinstein situation? Uh, they could have gone after Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, there's so many. Uh, Charlie Rose, um, who I want to talk about even briefly for that, because Charlie Rose also has somewhat of a piece to play with this, because Charlie mm-hmm. Rose and Gail King used to have a really, really good relationship. Until and that was the CBS morning show was Gail correct. King and and Charlie Rose when Charlie until Rose the allegations fired. came there, and then Charlie Rose, uh, and and then of course she kind of turned on the situation and and uh, you know condemned him and everything like that. But there was no interview there. There was no talking of that's somebody that she worked with for years, and didn't see Gail King work with that person for years, and didn't see didn't have you know any idea this was happening. But they didn't choose to go after that person. Why didn't they go after that person? Why didn't exactly. they go interview the their accusers? Um, but they specifically target the black man. And that's what we're talking about. I think that's what people are missing out on is if they don't know the facts, it's like, okay, these situations have happened around these two powerful black women who do very well in their, in their careers and their respective careers and jobs. I mean, they're, I probably, they're, they're probably two of the most powerful black women in media in, in the history. So women in general. Absolutely. Um, and, 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 besides that, it's just looking at the astronomical difference of who, who are you spending time and money to go after and, and promote as if you're going after to, to then put yourself as a front or a face for a me too movement, but you're not being fair. It's almost, you're attacking your own kind. So going back to even Gail King, um, you know, the, the whole Charlie Rose situation, um, you know, going back, I feel like she's kind of like Oprah's attack dog. Like yeah. when Oprah doesn't feel like going out and interviewing that person, that's who goes and interviews it. She does more of the high profile side of it. Oprah does, but Gail gets in the nitty gritty and is doing all of these interviews with people, um, you know, accusers, same with R. Kelly's, um, you know, girlfriends or whatever at the time. Um, they were on the TV defending him and crying and such. And then, you know, six months later, they're fighting over his shit on his birthday um, of what they're going to get out of the situation. <laughs> right, while he's um, in federal prison. While he's in federal prison, rotting away. But again, it's like, okay, where did you take that step to, again, call out, why don't you call out your friends? Yeah, why don't you I call mean, out the people that you know? You're calling out R. Kelly, who's we've been knowing that shit for 25 years or whatever. I mean, yeah, they, easily. They've we knew about this shit skit. about R. Kelly when soon as the whole Aaliyah shit happened. Dave, Dave Chappelle did the skit in like 2000, man. That was like 20 <laughs> yeah, years for ago. Real. <laughs> like we done knew about R. Kelly shit. Like right. we're bringing him out now, and <laughs> and personally, and it's and it's personally using time. Like you're the one landing these these people. And Gail only does interviews for, for pretty high profile people. Like she did one for Beto O'Rourke when he wanted to run. Um, you know, she's really, really good friends with Corey Booker, done several interviews with him. Um, there's a, there's a whole list of people that she's done interviews with that only she's landed interviews with. And again, it's like, okay, why did you pick these people? Because the other people of other color, those interviews that she did had nothing to do with allegations or any bad doings or anything like that. But the people of color you interview all have some type of underlying meaning to it that you're trying to expose or you're trying to put into the forefront of the American public. And of course, Oprah is the one pulling the strings on this. We, we got to know this. She has way more money than you. That's your best friend. And of course, she's going to use you in any way that she can. Because Gail also was the um, one of the editors, one of the main editors for Oprah's magazine, O Magazine, um, that had been running in publication for over 20 years as well. She's got all of that. She's also one of the... Um, one of the executives that she has f- over her uh, Oprah's OWN network. So... 
best friend connected, getting these interviews, being able to use those platforms to push what you want, but then you're using it against your own people. Not saying that these people didn't deserve it, but at the same time, why aren't we putting as much effort into those other people that she does know, even personally, as much as she even said, and I read a bunch of articles on Oprah, um, talking about Weinstein, like she knew that, oh, if Weinstein is calling, he would bully her and things like that. That's bullshit. I don't want to hear that because she would talk so highly of him and worked with him on several films that you, you can't say those, those types of things. Like now you're contradicting yourself. So yeah. Uh, back to Gail King. Gail King obviously said the things that she said about Kobe Bryant. There was a lot of backlash. We saw Snoop Dogg come after Lil Boosie, <laughs> who always has something to say. Um, <laughs> regardless if it's right or wrong, Lil Boosie always got something to say. Um, <laughs> uh, 50 Cent, you know, he got guys guys like that coming after her. And even Ari Lennox, a new up-and-coming R&B singer, came out and spoke out about how they also felt like as if Oprah was attacking. And suddenly over the last, what, two weeks, two or three weeks, literally all these people have kind of reversed their trajectory on the conversation outside of 50 Cent. He don't give a fuck. But Snoop Dogg has since apologized. Uh, Ari Lennox has since apologized. Kind of still stood in her ground as far as like, you know, I just try to put people... I'm just trying to, you know, put it into perspective. And sometimes I just don't know, maybe I'm going overboard or whatever. She still basically stood in her, in her spot, but she also said, you know, I apologize if you are offended by that or, or felt as if this is um, going against what these women are coming and speaking about. That's not what it's about. And she even since has deleted her social media. Like she's gotten off of social media altogether. Um, that's part of the the Oprah Winfrey machine of smiting people off the planet. <laughs> is it the is it the black conspiracy or whatever? Oh, for sure. She's she's probably the head of the black Illuminati. Like if there's any member of the Illuminati who's black, it's probably Oprah Winfrey. Like you ever heard that <laughs> you ever heard that shit when uh, when Dave Chappelle show went off the air and they said it was like the black whatever the black mafia or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I forgot what they called them, like the black order. <laughs> yeah, sat the black him order. Down, yep. Sat him down and they were like, nah, you're done. Yep. Because <laughs> they said like Jay-Z's a part of it and a couple other people. Jay-Z. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I think it was like Oprah, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby must have slighted them because he's in prison now. Yeah. I mean, he, and, he and Jay-Z's Snoop profited Dogg. off of it. So, I mean, Just see when he thanks hearted. Snoop Dogg. Oh, for sure. I mean, he, he, they definitely came after him. They they probably came in the, in a different way. And I'm sure that they will find something or they have something against him that can end him pretty quickly. So he had to backtrack. And Snoop Dogg is not one to backtrack. We've seen him on countless occasions going in on somebody like yeah. Kanye West. He don't give a shit. Like somebody like that, he's going in 24-7. He made like whole little videos about it and he never apologized for them situations so, no i think he did kind of cross the line because he did like threaten her yeah he I called her a bitch too he called her a dog a dog face bitch or something yeah which is which bitch. is definitely overboard so he definitely crossed the line I, yeah I agree and i think he, he threatened her he said we're gonna get you or something like that. yeah yeah so i can understand maybe if that part you know maybe you know i'm sure FBI don't like threats like that. <laughs> yeah, for like sure. That. He but definitely yeah. went over over the line, no but, doubt. But it's because he was very passionate about it because he sees what's going on and he right. had to call a spade a spade at that point. And he was good friends with Kobe Bryant, so he, he feels like, yeah. you know, he's he's basically calling out a brother of his. And, you know, I, I, I just have a hard time trying to understand what is the purpose? What is your goal? Like, I understand, again, there there's the Me Too movement, but then there needs to be more action around not just the people of color, especially coming from another person of color. Like, it shouldn't take... We we broke the story. I feel like we we did a lot of breaking of of the Epstein story. Like, man, we did a whole like two part episodes basically on the whole Jeffrey Epstein shit. Um, right, and it was like five months before he got arrested. 
Yeah, five months before it really hit the news hard, like it was in the news because we obviously, you know, read up a lot of what the Miami Herald did as far as the backstories and everything like that. But that's a local publication to Miami. You can read it all over the world, but I live in Colorado. I'm not necessarily reading the Miami Herald. So that's not something that was on the forefront of my mind or even knowing knowing that this was happening. Um, So I, I guarantee that she that these two these two women knew about these things. And know about these things. And even the same with Harvey Weinstein, who's now gotten over. uh, He's got four women currently right now that are going against him for uh, for for unsolicited sex and those types of things. Two of them, those charges might be even combined together to be uh, uh, predatory sexual assault as well as uh, in the first degree or anything like that. There's a lot of those things starting to come together. But again, it's like you have Oprah Winfrey and Gail King who've already done interviews or spoken about two black men who've kind of gone through similar things. And those, and especially after Michael Jackson, he's dead and everything like that. You make a whole documentary on it. You're interviewing the, the director that's been uh, shot to shambles because of obviously the accusers on there have been, their holes have been punched full of holes. Their story has been just all over the place then punched full of holes. So, now they look like the idiots and they've had to backtrack. Now this is twice Oprah Winfrey has had to backtrack on trying to call out further more black men uh, regarding these situations. And again, we don't want to condone or say that these things aren't happening, but what is, what is not fair is again, the disparity of why are these powerful black women calling out other powerful black men when there's her best friend, Oprah's one of her friends, people that she's in circles with, who spent time together, not, not only even, you know, doing just films, but then also uh, going back and, and, and spending time, like they spent time in each other's homes and things like that. That is somebody that you have to be thinking is personally close to you, regardless. Who do you let inside your home if you don't think that they're personally close enough to you? Um, and, and that's where I have the biggest issue. And especially with, uh, with Gail King's situation, uh, recently with this Kobe Bryant. And then of course now Oprah Winfrey, and we'll talk about her. She's backtracking a lot, especially with this Russell Simmons situation. And Russell Simmons has had 10 women come out and allegate against him. Do I think that he could have possibly done something like that? Absolutely. I think most people are capable of doing some of those things, but he's also, got the facts out and Russell actually called out Oprah and was more of a, um, you know, I just want to, it was an open letter more. So I also do want to say real quick about Russell Simmons. Um, I don't know if he's been charged with anything. He has not been formally. He has, he's, I don't know if he's been formally charged. However, I know that they're beginning the, the, the court stuff for, however, he did close down all his businesses and move out of the country. He sure did. <laughs> okay, that's the facts. You can yeah. you can fill in your own blanks there. Like. For sure. <laughs> but he's also he's also taken three and and this is things that he said. I mean, I, I haven't seen yeah. it. I have to see the paperwork, but he's also said he's taken nine uh lie detector tests for his daughters. Obviously his daughters are the daughters of uh Kamora Lee Simmons. Um and they're adults now. I remember watching them growing up on watching TV and shit on MTV and they were just babies and they're, they're like 18, 19 years old. They're, they're grown women now. And he had to take lie. He took lie detector tests for his daughters. When these allegations started popping he took up nine, 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 three hour sessions, he says. So, what, so he must have failed the first eight. <laughs> no, <laughs> like why you he said he didn't, fa- he said he didn't fail any of them. So why I don't do know why do he had to do like nine. What, like what's nine? You know what I mean? Why don't you do right. 20 at that point? What's the right. You might as well just keep them going. Nine is the <laughs> magic it on national number. TV and we'll watch said, it. Yeah. Just live stream that shit on Twitch. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Make it a fucking telethon, bro. Um, he, I mean, he, he, this is what he's saying. He's, yeah, he, he's no. done that. And, and, and he's presented even Oprah. He said to himself or to Oprah that he's presented her the facts. So if she has the facts and she may know these things, then why did they keep pursuing to do this thing? And actually he thought it was going to be more so the documentary was going to be more so focused when he had first heard about it, it was going to be more so focused on his impact on the music industry and how he's grown it and not per se talking about these sexual allegations, which it turned more so into. 
And then as Paulie just said not too long ago, that has now switched. She's Oprah is now backing out and, and has put her hands up and said creative differences. Uh, the, the direction the director was going is not the same that she started with. So she's backing off. Yeah. So they're going to slander Russell um, in this video pretty much. Well, they took and it. So here's the thing about that too. They took it off. It was supposed to be aired on Apple plus or Apple TV. And yeah. that's also been retaken out. So now that also makes me feel a little bit more suspect of Oprah though, because then now you're taking the money aspect out of it. It has nothing for her at that point. There's no money to be made. She made a deal with Apple. This was going to go on Apple. Her name was going to go on it. And knowing that it was going to go on Apple TV to hopefully sell and do numbers, she was going to get a hefty check. Mm -hmm. Now that that situation has changed and she's backed out, they've also pulled it from Apple. So that I, I think that whole project gets scrapped in general because that's where the whole allure was for Oprah was more money. I'm getting out there. It's on Apple TV. So now what? Yeah. And, and it, it must've been something major for her to step away from that money. Uh, well, there could be, and it could be the exact same situations that we've been seeing. And it's not even just with the black artists that are getting caught up. It's with the, the, the white, the white, people who have or are doing these things, the white powerful men who are doing these same things and people are either disappearing. Let's talk about Kevin Spacey then. Yeah. So second. let's talk about Kevin. Cause I believe two people that have accused him have both just died. They both died. Two of them have died. Uh, the guy that was, that was going to testify against him got hit by a car. I think when he was riding a bike Yep. a month before the trial was going to start. And then yeah. the other guy was like, a prince of Norway or some shit. And yeah. he, he hung himself. Right. After making accusations. So hung himself. And no one's talking about <laughs> Kevin. Just Spacey. like just like some S Epstein shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, bro. <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> man. But no one's it, talking about Kevin Spacey. Like no. We're, we're talking about Harvey Weinstein, Russell Simmons, Kobe Bryant like Michael Jackson, but we ain't talking about Kevin Spacey and these or, like, Harvey, or Harvey Weinstein, or Harvey Weinstein, who's on trial for rape. Shit. Even Bill Clinton at this point, because <laughs> his name is all over that shit from the Epstein situation. And we still ain't seen his name getting pulled into anything. I think the Epstein shit went away more quiet than anything. I haven't seen anything on that whole entire case. Pretty much in the last month and a half, I've seen little to nothing. But they said that like the tapes disappeared and then the they tapes found disappeared them. or they got messed they, up. They found them and then they got deleted. Exactly. <laughs> like they, and we still them. haven't heard shit since. No, because there's no. What else are they gonna say? Like, I mean, and, and that's just that's just that's just the the sad truth about it though. Is again, I feel like even and and this may be powerful puppet strings, and that's how I also feel. Somebody is pulling puppet strings to also say you should go out here and do this against this person because that's that's also going to stir up um even more dividing again in the black community like i don't want to i don't want to make this a thing where uh you know black women shouldn't say things about men or feel uncomfortable because that's that's a whole nother topic and it's a very touchy topic as well because um women of color especially black women have even a smaller voice, you know, people talk about how women are oh, yeah. under men and everything like that, but it's like, there's white men, then there's, uh, you white know, women. yeah, I'd even put white women probably ahead of the black man for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you're going to put black women that's under that, 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 that their voices are being not heard and things like that, or being, um, they're saying that they're being facetious or, or lying about it to get money. Like that's the first thing that comes out of most people's mouths, especially when it has to do with a person of color. So that's even worse when a person of color is doing it to another person of color, when there's so many situations that are out there right now with people who are in more higher positions, who are doing much worse, crazy shit that don't ever get brought to light. And Oprah Winfrey got it. I don't care. Like you're a powerful voice. Stop the bullshit. Oprah, if you were ever to listen to this shit, and I'll even tag her on Twitter when we post it. I don't give a damn. <laughs> stop the bullshit. That's how, that's all I got to say. You got to stop the bullshit because regardless of what you're trying to say, your movement now looks basically fake 
because I, I for me, I can't ride with it when you're telling me that you're going to say something about Russell Simmons and Michael Jackson, but you can't talk about Harvey Weinstein and other people of powerful parts. Now, again, Harvey Weinstein is a powerful man, though. So that's probably playing with fire on her side of it. Like she probably is like, maybe I shouldn't do that because then that's going to threaten her life. But then don't you can't do that. You can't come out here and try to put other people under the bus and you're not going to include everybody. Everybody's on this fucking bus ride. We're all going to hell on this bus ride. It doesn't matter if you try to kill me or not. If that's what your true purpose, if you feel like that's what your true purpose in life is, is to make sure that these women are heard, then you need to be fair about how you are doing it amongst everyone. It can't just be, I'm going to go after Michael Jackson and I'm going to go after Russell Simmons. When you got people that are within your circle or people that you know that are still doing these same things and you have nothing to say about it. That is the bullshit to me. And it's the pattern of behavior of going again, up against these black men that are accused of this that really kind of is a sore spot on the whole thing. Like, Absolutely. I mean, it probably all comes down to who signs Oprah's checks. That's the person calling the shots. And exactly. They're, they're using you know Oprah and Gail as pawns in a bigger game. But either way, like that's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, big, it's big it's big bullshit um i mean how else can you explain it especially from a standpoint of of someone uh, oprah was the first black billionaire in the united states like she has so much power in her own she was the og influencer right like of anything she's yeah. the first og influencer you know like you hear that term a lot these days p- people being influencers and shit and Oprah was a straight influencer. Like she, she would snap her fingers and, and move product. Oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, it started, it started at employs. a young age for her. I, I read a lot about her and I was actually very um, intrigued about it. Cause I didn't know so much about her, but it's like, even her background, I know she went through a lot of things, you know, um, growing up and had a lot of the steam issues and things like that. And that's where I think some of this actually comes from. I feel like at some point, it was like the the a black man of some sort definitely did the worst to her um in which in her backstory they said that she was molested by her cousin her uncle and several other family members within her own family okay. um she also was a um she won like i believe it was like a pageant for um miss tennessee miss black tennessee or something like that when she was growing up all these things, like she had all these things that happened to her. And I think that has a part to play with it. But at the same time, like use your voice for good then to get everybody. I don't care if you're going to, if you're going to get a black man, but get a white dude too, get a Hispanic dude too. Don't just focus, hyper-focus on who you may know or around them to again, is it feels like it's stirring up within our own community. Cause I've seen several people arguing about it and going back and forth about it. And there is no true, of course, answer, but then everybody's uneasy with each other. And now we have black women accusing black men and vice versa. And it's again, pitting <laughs> us against each other. Um, and that's all what it's about anyway, right? That we were talking about that on the, um, you know, the politicians episode, this, this last episode. Yeah. Everything is used to divide so you can conquer. And whether you use your own pawn within that same community to divide and conquer, that's probably the the smartest way to do it. <laughs> when you're talking about from the people who are pulling the puppet strings, that's the easiest way to do it. Get you a plant of that person of the same color and divide it even more. And I feel like that's kind of what's happening. I mean, especially with Gail King jumping in there and doing this part of it. And then she was kind of upset at CBS for what they took of that part, but that's your interview. Those that, were your that's, words. Those were your words, bro. Like you can't be mad at what they're going to spend. That's what they do to sell stuff. That's what we see on TV. Every trailer or every commercial that we see for an episode of fucking Jersey Shore, what are they going to show? They're going to take all the fighting parts. They're going to take all mm-hmm. the, the, the words and chop it up. Um, I was watching 90, 90 Day Fiance last night. That shit's fucking funny, by the way. Um, I'm watching that shit last night and they were basically doing like their season wrap up. And they were taking all of the pieces of people crying and all this type of shit like that and chopping it up to make it look like there's a bunch of drama. And it really wasn't that drama filled. Like there wasn't, it wasn't as bad as it made it seem like during the trailer. 
that's what they're going to do. And she should know that Gail King should specifically know that as being a journalist for like 40 years, you should fucking know that, you know, that they're going to take your words and spend them against you. You've so done it, you, you made a career off of it. Yeah. You made a fucking career off of being a journalist. Like that's what you do. You take people's words and you spin it and you make a story out of it. That's, that's what journalism is. So for them to take that and use their platform as powerful black people and use them against their own people, that's really fucked up regardless of what happened with that situation. Now, again, I'm, I'm going to say this as many times as I need to Bill Cosby, you know, he fucking deserved it. That, that dude is a total creep loser. I love Bill Cosby growing up, but the shit that he did, I can't condone. Right. Um, the same, the same with uh, R Kelly. We can't condone any of the shit that we came from, but you got a specific interview with him like to do it. Why couldn't you get fucking Barbara Walters or somebody to do why that could, shit? Why couldn't you do that shit in 1995 is what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Or, or do You're, it years you and knew, years ago. You know this shit was happening. You, uh, Oprah's in the same city as R. Kelly while this shit is happening. Right. And, and I know for damn sure she knows. Yeah, everybody. I mean, everybody know me and you knew, and everybody else knew, man. Like, come on, this, amen. It was like open secrets of of shit that R. Kelly, you know, was married to Aaliyah when she was sixteen, and then it wasn't that hard to figure out other shit from there. Like, this was a creep. So, yeah. First of all, you know, we're not saying that he's not guilty. It's just, it's the, the pattern of behavior of them going after black men and not white men. Like they're spending an hour on each of those dudes, you know, tearing them down. They're not even spending five minutes tearing down Harvey Weinstein or Kevin Spacey or uh, Louis CK or any of these other powerful white men, uh, Prince Andrew. Yeah, exactly. Know. And that's, and that's funny. That's even a funny connection. Why you mentioned Prince Andrew, um, Oprah is very uh, connected with the Markles of course, Megan and uh, Prince Andrew, um, Prince Harry, Megan Mark, or Harry, Prince whatever, Harry. fucking yeah, fucking Prince, whatever. All those, <laughs> they're very connected with those people as well. And of course, then you would know if if she knows Harry, then she knows Andrew. <laughs> like, then you knew this shit was happening. Get the fuck out of here! You can't tell me you being a billionaire, you don't know what happens. Those people probably know more things about what's happening, what is going to happen, and what happened than anybody else on this planet. Billionaires, rich people, they know about everything. Because that's how they protect their money. And it's almost like they play uh, roulette or something like that or take a gamble on it to get more money. That's how they get money. So, of course, she knew about this shit. And that's what's baffling for me for, for even Oprah Winfrey's level is she's another one of those people that is she's from the dirt, but then will look at you as dirt. I remember when <laughs> I remember the comment and I can't remember what year it happened, but um, <laughs> somebody was trying to take a picture of Oprah, you know, walking around somewhere or something like that. And it was like, uh, it was like some, some black kids or something like that. And she was like, yeah, I see your little crack phone. <laughs> like why has it gotta be shit. a crack phone is it because they're poor and they can't afford uh the blackberry at the time because this was like in the early 2000s or something like that um you know they can't afford the blackberry pearl or whatever that you have on your hand so you're like oh i see your little crack phone you know it, it's like <laughs> i think she did buy them a, a new phone though she might have i mean she always gave away some shit and i can't again i can't I can't talk down on her philanthropy and all the things that she's done in the world. But at the same time, she doesn't use her voice to, to help other people of color. Monique was another big one that I read about. So the actress Monique, if you've never heard of Monique, she is a actress and comedian. Um, She's been around for a really, really long time. Hella funny um, was one of the lead actors for the show, the Parkers. Um, she was also the mother or played the, 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 you know, the mean mother in the movie precious. Um, Monique has a big beef with, with those two, (laughs) Gail King and Oprah. She doesn't fuck with them at all. Um, the big one, the big one that, that pissed off Monique was when precious was going through trying to get out there and, and pushing it out there and looking for endorsement, you know, talking about, and especially because it's focused on the black uh, uh, black mother, uh, uh, the main character, 
is is a black young girl who's basically getting downtrodden by the mother and and just life in general and and overcoming um they she sought out help from oprah and because there was no extra pay fee for oprah to get paid to endorse that movie she no longer endorsed the movie like she just stopped endorsing the movie it was like a literally a cutoff just like wham um Monique went on to still do great with that movie. That movie won several awards, so on and so forth. But that was one of those things that was like a smack in the face to Monique. So she definitely doesn't fuck with Oprah or Gail King because they basically turned their back on her right away when she, they, she probably needed them the most when they're trying to push this movie to, to, to help people see it and endorse this movie because they're the top of the echelon not only are they powerful women they're powerful black women who've been through shit so she was thinking that would actually help try to try to push this movie forward and uh that that's this is just what happens and monique has been also very vocal about the whole kobe bryant situation and said this is nothing new um you know that this is something that I don't know why y'all could don't come to expect this from Oprah. Um, <laughs> you know, basically calling her out in that fashion, and and I kind of hear, her. I I see it. I mean, we're seeing those patterns that you talked about, Polly. It's just patterns yeah. of yeah. consistency when it and comes again, to. And again, Oprah doesn't owe anybody a damn thing. No, right? not she's at all. worked hard. She's worked hard, so if she doesn't want to use her voice for good, that's, that's fine as well. But the problem is when you're using it to attack people and then there's a pattern of specific type of person that you're attacking and something fishy there. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Something fishy there. Um, and especially with all the upcoming trials that are happening with, with Weinstein and everything else, there hasn't been anything in the works from, from those. <laughs> um, and the funny part about, about that, and that's why this is actually uh, in this conversation as well. Is Weinstein was the one who helped push that movie through for Precious, so they were supposed to be working on that. Yeah, and same with the um, the the movie The Help. Um, Oprah being very uh, vocal and a part of that movie, that was also a movie that was purchased by Weinstein's company, production company, to actually produce. So that's why I know that they're closer than what she tries to portray. Oh yeah, she's she, she's making money with him, and yeah, she's him. making she's breaking I mean, bread with him. So how can you say that? And then you're not you're not speaking out about it, other than saying, oh, you know, I get bullied sometimes on the phone with him, and okay, like. <laughs> He's a dick. Okay, that's that's bound to happen. He's a fucking billionaire. Um, but everybody knew about Harvey Weinstein, like, and all the rumors about him and shit. And st- you're still working with him. Why? Because you want the dollar. Exactly. <laughs> but, Selma Hayek actually came out and said the same thing because Harvey Weinstein's production company also bought the movie Frida, and um, she almost didn't want to do it. And Penelope, Penelope Cruz actually stepped in and said, "Well, at least complete this, and you know, let's get it out." That kind of thing because I think that needs to be heard um and this is all the while again oprah is right there and she knows about all these things like it's it's not like this is something and, and some hayek has also said that he's made uh previous moves on her and that was at oprah's me too event <laughs> that she said this bro <laughs> so it's like bitch you know about all these you know about all this shit and you have yet to still come out informally basically condemn this man. There hasn't been anything from her that says, oh, I can't believe this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there's been none of that. So it's just a huge disparity, again, of you got this person who is powerful. You're a powerful woman. You're a powerful black woman. And you're using that same power to tear down another person um, that is a black man in the media. And, of course, it sparks a lot of controversy and a lot of back and forth. But this is the same shit that we're seeing in a reoccurring pattern, especially over the last five years or so. It's been really ramped up, really. <laughs> I mean, you're talking uh, Michael Jackson, the Neverland thing, and then you got Russell Simmons getting a documentary put together. Like, Russell Simmons, of all people, you couldn't have picked anybody else. You couldn't have picked any other execs, because I know the execs that are out there right now are just as bad. We, talk, we can talk about all the ones from Nickelodeon and all them. We don't talk about them, you know? 
the ones that Ariana Grande used to have to deal with and Selena Gomez and all them dealing with the Disney and Nickelodeon execs and all that type of shit. How come those people aren't in those conversations? Um, those people actually probably produced more current stars than anybody. We're talking all the way back to Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, all of that. When the fucking Mickey Mouse uh, clubhouse shit was going on during the 90s. Like all of those people had shit happen to them back at that time through these same type of execs that I know she knows and she's not throwing none of them on the bus. There's no documentaries on those people, but you have time to make one on a dead Michael Jackson after there's nothing that's been found. There's nothing that's been done. All charges have pretty much been dropped. There's nothing going on with that case, but you decide to push that narrative. And then Russell Simmons stuff has ba- has recently been coming up. Those accusations have only been coming up over the last two or three years. And you have time to make a documentary on him. So yeah, that right. makes total fucking sense. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> it's a mess, man. Um, we just want y'all to be aware, you know, use, use your own thing. I think this is definitely one of those topics that um, people are going to be fired up about. And I, I, we do want to hear what you have to say on it because, I mean, it's... It's one of those things, again, it's a touchy subject, but it has to be discussed because we're, we live in the real world. There is not such a thing as taboo because everything exists. Um, and and everything's the the day, out there on the internet. Yeah, everything's out there on the internet. There's not a place that you can't read up or find this shit. All these facts that we found all coming from reputable sites, um, you know, and, and reading up on some of these things. This is all shit you can Google. I literally Googled Gail King and some bullshit. <laughs> and I can't even remember what else I put after that. And I was able to come up with a lot of different things, a lot of different perspectives and be able to read up on a lot of things. So the information's out there. You have the information at the, at your fingertips. Um, it's just, if you choose to use it and how you choose to decipher it, um, we just want to look at the disparity and what we're calling at, at this is this just the disparity of why is it that people of color are attacking each other um, for the same kind of level of things when there's so many others out there who are also doing the same things and even higher positions, presidents, um, billionaire executives, uh, hedge fund guys, whatever you want to call it. Um, there needs to be more for those as well. And you can't call a platform of me too and not fairly use that platform to call out all of these people, not just one, I don't want it to be just a race thing and needs to be everyone, including Harvey Weinstein. I don't care if that was your best friend. I would assume if I was your best friend, Polly, and I was doing some fucked up shit, you're going to call me out about it. Yeah, um, especially if you know about that shit. Yeah, especially if you know about it. And that's the, the worst part of it is she knows about it. She's doing nothing to call it out, but then has this whole thing that she wants to push of the Me Too movement and all of that. That's fine and dandy, but again, you're you're only using it for your benefit. At this point, it looks like it is a money grabber for an Oprah Winfrey for me. I, I don't see it as actually using it or utilizing it as a tool to really actually incite change. It is not being used in that format. And so to me, that makes you a shit individual. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't fuck with Oprah Winfrey. Um, <laughs> and I don't fuck with Gail King. Um, nah. they've, they've clearly showed me time and time again that they only care for themselves and the money that is going to come in or the ratings that will come in based upon that. Because now all of these things are being monetized instead of actually being used or put to good use. And I don't want my brothers and sisters of color to use these things as a clashing against each other or calling each other out or going against each other. Um, because that's what's happening. That's what's happening today. As I read comments through anything that's posted about it or any of those things, that's what's happening today. And we need to be more informed. Um, we need to read into it a little bit more. You can make your decision. I stand behind any woman that's coming up against these people, but let's again, make this a fair trade that if you're going to call out a Michael Jackson, you're going to call out a Russell Simmons, then I need to hear a Kevin Spacey getting called out and it doesn't go away. Um, I feel like people in the black community can talk about one thing for a long, long time and it'll stay that way. 
it'll continue. You'll see more and stuff pop up about it. You'll still see little tidbits, just like even today, the whole D Wade with his daughter and everything like that. I keep seeing more tidbits coming up about it because we're still talking about it in the black community. People were having arguments. Uh, Cambry was just telling me she's arguing with her own family members about that shit. I'm, I'm having conversations about people like you're still worried about a grown ass man and what he's doing with his family. Fuck out of here. Move on. (laughs) Right. But we, we continue to harbor those things and we continue to have that discussion and use as a uh, divisive tool to divide within our own community. Um, And that's not used in that same platform for especially white people um, at the top, especially at that top. Because again, we just talked about how the Jeffrey Epstein shit has been cleanly swept under the rug. It is absolutely no longer a headline. It was a headline for like three weeks and then it's no longer a headline. I don't see anything on it. You have to really scour the internet to get any more new information about that case. Harvey Weinstein is not a front page hit on anything. No. And and he's on trial like right now, right now he's on trial right now. Like (laughs) they actually were going to be doing the deliberating either today or tomorrow for what his charges would be. So he's pretty much already been convicted. Like now they're just looking to see what the charges are going to be. Like, why is there no media towards that? Why isn't Oprah Winfrey coming out and dispelling that whole situation and, and condemning him? Um, it, that that just mind blows me. I don't and see Gail reporting of live. Yeah, I don't see I don't Harvey see Gail Weinstein talking about trial. that on the CBS morning show. <laughs> you got this platform where you're pushing out your own peers. You get Charlie Rose, Charlie Rose gets fired. And then the girl who replaces Charlie Rose right after that, you get her pushed off of the show. Not (laughs) only that, but the dude from CBS, he was like the president of CBS was like raping women or assaulting women. Yep. (laughs) No press on that. No, no no press on that. No, he got fired. I think they even gave him 60 mil to, to leave or whatever. Yeah, that's just like Matt Lauer. How come I didn't see her talking about that? Like, mm-hmm. you got this guy right here. Matt Lauer is probably on the show that's been beating your ass in ratings for 40 years. <laughs> the Today Show has been killing y'all in ratings. And you have no words to say about that situation either? Yeah, fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you so Michael, Stray, Michael Strahan, the only real journalist on morning TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sad thing to say. Because <laughs> he sold that a long time ago. He sold this soul a long time ago. <laughs> He's the Terry Crews of fucking sports to, to commentating, bro. <laughs> to being on a national TV show in the morning and shit. Fuck it. In that fuck bag, it. bro. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Michael Strahan, too. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand that dude. Yeah, it's the same thing, man. I, I just want y'all to be aware of these situations. I, we're bringing this up because obviously this kind of struck a nerve for us. We talk about these kind of things all the time. We want y'all to have these discussions, have them in a, in a um, and of course, a productive manner but we're just giving y'all our side of the take and just saying, you know, at the end of the day, you know, again, we want women of all types, whoever, if you've ever been through those types of situations, please speak up, please be a voice for others. Um, yes. And, and that's, and that's the main thing of this, but then, you know, the people who are using this platform to hopefully push that out, please don't make it a target. Please don't go for a targeted, uh, audience, because that's what you're doing. Uh, Gail King and Oprah Winfrey are using a targeted method to target certain people, certain types, and instead of using the entire platform for good for all, it is a good for a certain type, or it is narrowing to a certain type of person instead of going after the entire industry. You should be using your platform then to take down the entire industry, not just looking at a portion of it and taking out the people of color in that industry when there's tons more out there doing some way wild shit. None of them are any worse or better than the other. But man, we're talking numbers with some of these guys, hundreds in in trafficking and all this other shit. And none of that is getting the same kind of publicity 
and especially from black reporters to uh, black celebrities, all the above use your mind. Take that fucking antidote. That's why we got the show. And that's why it's called take the antidote, take the antidote y'all don't, don't, don't just feed into what the press is feeding you. Please go study, go read and really understand where you stand on these topics. That's all I got to say on that. Yeah, man. And, and question the agenda, try to figure out what, what they're really trying to say to you. Exactly. There's always a hidden message. There's always an underlying situation or message that is happening. Um, so yeah, you gotta, you gotta be informed. That's the biggest thing is be informed and then, um, make an informed decision. Um, I really want to hear your guys' takes. Please holler at me. Please holler at us. Um, take the antidote.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter. You can, uh, that's antidote at antidote poly P A U L I E. I am DJ underscore craftmatic C R A F T M A T I C. Um, that is also me on Instagram. Um, Polly, we also, he also has an Instagram. So just go follow us, you know, keep up with us. We definitely want to hear y'all's feedback um, and, and have a discussion around this for sure. So um, we love the debate anytime. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, and at Chicago go gadget is my Instagram. Say that one more time. Cause they <laughs> Chicago go gadget. There you go. Like, <laughs> like, inspe- like inspector gadget, go, go gadget. Yeah. It's like a <laughs> Chicago go gadget. Yeah. That's how you say that. It's a Lupe <laughs> Fiasco reference. Yep. <laughs> For real. That's some dope shit. Well, yeah, y'all follow, like, share, subscribe, please. Uh, you know, share, tell your peeps, listen. Um, yeah. We we definitely could use all the support and we'll love y'all feedback. And uh, yeah, this has been another episode of the Antidote Podcast. I'm DJ Craftmatic. That's Polly Dubs. Yes, thank you guys for tuning in. 50 episodes. 50 episodes, man. That's some real shit. That's really dope. (laughs) We got to get to work on the next 50, so. Exactly. (laughs) We'll catch y'all on the flip side. Peace. Peace. Please subscribe. Please leave us a five-star review. Take the antidote.com.